Welcome to Out of the Box with Christine, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs. Are you willing to step into your greatness? Are you ready to shine? Well, get ready, truth seeker. You're in for an amazing ride. And now, here's the host of the show, Christine Blasden. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Out of the Box with Christine. I'm Christine Blasdale, your podcast coach, and I am really happy about today because we've been we've been planning this for a long time, right, Cindy? Oh my gosh, we've been planning, and and we had things that pushed it back, and but everything in perfect timing, right? So I'm so happy to have my guest on today, and I'm so happy that you're going to be introduced to this amazing woman. Uh, My guest is Cindy Van Arnhem. And she is the quantum numerologist and wealth activator. She is also the rebellious leader for healers and coaches that are willing to take the action that is required to activate their wealth and abundance. And I couldn't think of a better person to have on Out of the Box with Christine, the podcast for conscious folk, right? I couldn't Mm. think of a better person than you, Cindy. So welcome to Out of the Box. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to dive into this conversation and share what little I know with your audience. Ah, I think you know a lot. I think actually you know a lot. <laughs> now, before we hit record and we 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 started this show, I was mentioning that, you know, conscious entrepreneurism is something that sometimes people have to wrap their head around. But the idea is that you're doing something, a business, a service, a product, you're doing something that actually helps the world in some way that is that win, win, win situation, right? You know, your client wins, you win, the world wins. We, we're all happy. But but, there's a big, but (laughs) the elephant in the room is that a lot of times entrepreneurs who think that way and work that way have very limiting beliefs about wealth and money and abundance. Yes. You want to tackle that? You want to take that on? I mean, it is my life mission. So yes, I will take that on. (laughs) Yeah. I see this so much, especially with service-based entrepreneurs. Those of us who are out there in the trenches doing the good work, wanting the world to be a better place. And yet we're putting everyone else in front of us, everyone else first. And we give, 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 give. And we forget that the first thing a human being does when they are born is that they receive. When a human baby is born and comes out of the womb, the first thing they do is receive breath. And then they scream and yell and do all sorts of other things and give to the world, right? But the definition of a human being is the bringer of light. And so when we are born, we first receive breath and then we give our light to the world. And so it is our birthright to be wealthy. And wealth includes money too. Ooh, say that again. I think you should say that one more time. It is our birthright to be wealthy and wealth includes money too. Amen, sister. (laughs) (laughs) This is like church. (laughs) Well, and you know what? That's, I mean, it's, it's so interesting that you say that about, you know, when we're born and, and look at the lives that we live when we are born and we're also received into a loving family who 
you know, when you're a baby, they, you know, they caress you and the feed mama feed you and, and everybody mm-hmm. coos over you. And, and then as we get older, that sort of starts to dissipate. And then, yeah. there's the, you know, and then there's the teenage years and your hormones and, and all of a sudden, you know, things are like, oh, you're, oh, oh, but what about those two that are brought in, into families that are not loving? Yeah, I want to touch on that because even if you don't receive that love and care from your family when you're born, you are perfectly capable now as an adult of giving that love and affection and attention to yourself. And oftentimes, I mean, this is the running joke in therapy is that it's all the parents fault and it doesn't matter whether you were born into a loving, happy family or an abusive family, we still all of us have things that our parents taught us between the ages of zero and seven that we took in like sponges because our brains don't actually have the ability at those ages to filter what's coming through. We just soak everything up. So even if your loving, wonderful parents had a bad day and they said something like, oh, you're just so much trouble all the time, you're going to believe that and you're going to carry that through into adulthood. So it doesn't matter your life experiences, how you were born into the world, what happened, you have the power to be able to choose your life experience now, right here. Now, we are all born into a society that has programmed us through generational programming. And, you know, as we're becoming going through childhood, sit down, shut up, stop daydreaming, don't listen to those, don't don't be a visionary. No, no, no. Just be a factory worker, because that's really what we've been programmed to be. And go to work, get a good job, work for 40 years, get the gold watch at the end and retire, and then wait out your last 15 years to die, right? That's how we've been programmed. But that's not how it works anymore. And that's why I'm so passionate about sharing this message. Anybody and everybody out of the 8 billion people on the planet, everyone has access to wealth, period. Hmm. Again, another (laughs) amen. (laughs) And and isn't it true that we like, a lot of times those beliefs and thoughts, and I, I equate it to like a, you know, well, those neural pathways, those like trenches or, or little canals, right? And the more that we repeat that belief and, and story that we're not worthy of being in a happy relationship, we're not worthy of having good health, we're not worthy of having, you know, uh, wealth and abundance, those neural pathways get deeper and deeper and deeper. But a lot of times those beliefs are not even our own. There are grandparents or our parents who fought over, you know, how many times did somebody growing up see their parents fighting over money? You know, I can't believe you spent money on this. Or if it would come time during taxes, when, when I was a kid, we had shoe boxes with receipts and everything. And, and the, you know, you could tell the energy was not good in the house when, Mm -hmm. when it came time to taxes. So even as an adult, and I do, I, I switched it. I did, I switched it because for the longest time I would, I would hate doing my taxes and I, I would put it off and I would put it off and I'd be like, oh, I've got to do my taxes. That was the words that I was using. Mm-hmm. I don't do that anymore. Now I say, I get to do my taxes. Yes. I am so grateful that I have to pay taxes because if I did it, it would mean I had no money. I was raising no money, making no money. But now 
I write on the check too, you know, um, please use this money for good purposes because I know they don't, but I say, please use this money for good purposes to help mm -hmm. the world. Um, mm -hmm. So I flipped it a little bit, but that's something that, you know, I've, it's taken me a while to learn. And, and, uh, and so it's, you know, it's a process, isn't it? Yeah, it, it really is a process. And I mean, we've all got our old money stories. I know for me, I was told when I was a kid, money doesn't grow on trees and the universe is a conspiracy to separate you from your money. Those were the two most common phrases that I heard. And there's a plethora of different stories that we hear when it comes to our money. But here's the thing with belief. There's two things with belief that I want your audience to understand. Number one, the word believe means something completely different than what we cognitively believe it to think. To think it to, you know what I mean? <laughs> so the word believe, back in the 1400s, 1500s, um, I learned this from my mentor, Joy Kingsborough, and my business partner. 1400s, 1500s, Christianity was on the rise. And at that time, there was a massive shift in how things were moved out into the world. They were sending missionaries around the world to teach people about Christianity. Now, there's no judgment for what happened, but it's historical fact that they burned texts and they changed our language. And in doing so, they changed the meaning of particular words. Now, words have a vibrational frequency that come from the, the original language of Sanskrit, which was all about emotion and sound. So the word, the vibrational frequency of the word believe cannot be changed. You can't fool vibrational frequency. So we've given it a meaning that it doesn't actually mean. So we believe, when we hear that word, we think it's true. It's a fact, right? The word believe before they changed it meant love, dedication, and devotion. So when we think about that, even from the phrase of Napoleon Hill, and whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. Well, instead, now we rephrase that, whatever the mind can conceive and fall in love with, it can achieve. And so when I understood that on a deep level, it allowed me to bring the mind and the heart into a unity consciousness. So they're working on the same platform because the mind wanted money and the heart wanted impact. And I couldn't figure out how to make both of those work at the same time because it wasn't adding up because my mind had all these beliefs about what money actually was. And instead, when I chose the mantra, I love money and money loves me, all of a sudden my heart and my mind were on the same page and it shifted in less than nine months. Whoa. And you know what? It's so, it, what I love about you is that you have this incredible way of taking these large concepts, which can be large concepts for most, for most people, because we're very linear. Mm -hmm. right? we, like you said, we're born, we get indoctrinated into school, you're taught sit in your chair, study, become a factory worker, and then you got like maybe 10 or 15 years after that to retire. You'll probably have a heart attack by the, along the way, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, that's the it's thing. Is when people like when they reach a certain age, they're already expecting, anticipating their health is going to, they're going to age, all those things. And what I love about flipping the script on all of that is that, like you said, when you fall in love with something, that has an energy of its own. That has a force, a power that 
it's it's the same when you know with your children you love your children and so when they get hurt and mom comes over and just kisses the boo-boo kisses the scraped knee miraculously it's better yeah i say that all the time you know i'm not a parent but i have step parented in the past and i'll tell you what kids are not truthful they lie all the time but we believe in our children right? We believe in and therefore we're dedicated and devoted to their well-being so that they grow up to be well-adjusted humans, right? And even though as parents, we make mistakes all the time, but we believe in them. Therefore we love them and we are dedicated and devoted to them. So <laughs> liars, <laughs> liars. So bringing that around to the conversation of wealth, we have these belief systems that have been indoctrinated into us from birth that we need to be factory workers. Money doesn't grow on trees. The universe is conspiring to take you away from your money. You need to be evil to be rich. Like all of these beliefs that have been carried through generation after generation for thousands of years. When it comes to belief, you get to choose what you love and what you don't. So if you don't love all of those things that I just said, choose to believe something different. Don't focus on how much you hate what I just said, but focus on what you do love. I love it when I get to go and adventure and I don't have to think about the money in my bank account. I love when I get to go and buy gifts for people without having to budget. I love when I get to move my money out into the world that is playful and adventurous and fun and impactful. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it because it's amping up the energy of it, right? Instead of, oh man, I got to pay my bills and this sucks and I don't know how I'm going to make it to the end of the month and oh crap, now I have to pay that stupid bill too, right? And those are the, and those, <laughs> what you just said is the same energy that so many entrepreneurs and even conscious, socially conscious, you know, emotionally, mm -hmm. spiritually conscious entrepreneurs have. And then that icky energy goes out when they try and, tell the world who they are or to get a customer or a client that desperate energy look i need to pay my mortgage so you need to book a call with me right that energy yeah. is with it and that no that's not sexy that's no <laughs> and that energy is coming with it but as a conscious entrepreneur you're like i just want to be of service and be of impact and help this person but in the back of the mind there's this disconnect so it's creating like it's not unity consciousness when we've got these beliefs that don't support and yet we just want that impact and that service and so there's like this weird push and pull energy happening where you're like, I just need to pay my mortgage, but I just want to be of service and it doesn't match up. Right. So I love money and money loves me. Money flows to me easily. Money flows through me easily. And I am here of service and this product or service that I'm selling. Cause yes, sales is a part of entrepreneurship. The thing I am selling is a win-win-win for everybody. It's going to support the client and the impact and the change and the transformation they're going to receive. It's going to impact me in the change and the transformation I'm going to go through in teaching it and the financial return. And it's going to impact the world because I'm going to then take that money and move it out into the world in impactful ways that are supportive to humanity. Bingo bongo. <laughs> 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 Although we don't drop mics. I wanted everybody to know we don't, don't drop do mics. Don't ever do that. As a producer, as a podcast producer, don't drop your mic. 
<laughs> fake play mic. Oh, that's what I want. I want a spongy mic that I can draw. There you go. That would um, work. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that that is that is so true. And mm-hmm. and what is what I find because like I love what you said too. Like I love seeing my money grow. I love, you know, one of the things that, cause I just recently, I have, I know, I have no idea what cryptocurrency is. I don't, I think half of the people who invest in it don't even know what Bitcoin is. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't feel it, touch it. I don't know where it is, but I'll tell you, I love checking my crypto balance when mm-hmm. I see the numbers go up because I love knowing that I just made $2,000 literally sleeping I don't know how, I don't know, it's magic. And so I just go in there and I'll take some of that. I'll say, okay, that was some, I'm going to hide that now and save it and make it secure. But to see it grow, I love that, of course, because then that yeah. means also that that means that I can take time with my family, that that, that goes towards money. You know, if we want to get a new house or just in case something happens, we have that ability and it's not a stress on us. So yeah. I, I really like that. And I also, I like the idea too, that when you, and this is hard for some people, this has worked for me in a lot of different situations, but when you hmm, desire something, want something, if it's a beautiful relationship, if it's, uh, if you're living in a, in, a, in a place that's not conducive to who you are and you want to, Maybe you always loved living at the beach or something like that. You want to have a place at the beach. The what happens is that the the negative or the old story person, Christine, let's say, comes in and goes, "You can't afford to live at the beach. Only wealthy people can live at the beach, right?" And then, but then the heart centered, but 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 Christine, remember you love being at the beach because you're a little water baby, and and it makes you feel better, and you you're creative when you're there, and you're happier you there's the other one you you are so silly you are not worthy to go and live at the beach again you're not a millionaire so shush 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 stay where you are stay small but what what i've done and, and i'm wondering if you've done this as well i've actually imagined as if it's already happened mm-hmm. so the example of living at the beach, I did that. I actually, I lived in a really rough neighborhood in Van Nuys. There were helicopters and gunshots and bars on the windows. It was, I felt like I was in Wentworth and, <laughs> and you couldn't, I, you, I was, you I woke up one morning and I could smell smog. Like I was like, I smell exhaust. Why, why am I? Because I lived right in the city and it was, you know, not nice, but I always wanted to live at the beach. And so I actually took myself, drove to this beautiful part of California in Ventura, California, where there's mm-hmm. not a lot of people actually, mm-hmm. little, tip, little tip for you. But I, I drove there and I put out my, um, my towel and pretended like I already lived there. And I would say to myself, Oh my goodness, isn't it wonderful that I can just walk from my house just a couple, you know, feet and I'm at my private, pretty private beach because there's nobody here. I would go to the local Starbucks and say, this is my, look at my beautiful local Starbucks. Look at my Vons, look at my stores. I can, I'd walk into the dry cleaner. How you doing? You know, like they thought I was nuts, (laughs) but, 
but I did this a couple times. And because that energy of, yes, this is where I want to be. I already see myself living here. The universe just went, okay, that's what she wants. Mm -hmm. And I made a call just to see if there were any places available just for shits and giggles. Like, and somebody answered and said, I'm not supposed to show you this place, but it's not ready, but it's going to be available. And if you want to take a look at it and oh my gosh, it was perfect. It was perfect. And I could afford it. And it was literally like a couple steps to the sand. And the power of that is seeing ourselves and the same thing with relationships, right? Seeing that perfect person that you wrote those notes to God and said, I want, I want this, I want this, I want that. List, yes. The list, the list. Absolutely. Have you done that? Have you done that as well? Oh, yes, absolutely. And this is actually something that I teach in that. And I love that you actually went physically to the beach and did those things. I think that's amazing. But we can actually do this from the comfort of our own living room as well. And this is something that I teach with a a process that I'm using called quantum expansion. But I first want to dive into let's talk about what money actually is and what the results of what's happening in the physical world actually are. Money is the measurement of the level of flow you have in your physical body. So considering that, and so is your physical relationship that you have, so is where you live. Everything that you're seeing in your physical world is a direct reflection of what's happening on the inside and the level of flow that you have available to you. So by flow, I mean, things are easy. Making money is never hard. Complication is not the way of the universe. When we fall in love with, believe that we can have something, the universe conspires for us to have it, period. So by spending time at the beach physically or even in the comfort of your own living room and closing your eyes and just feeling what it feels like to have the thing you want, you're generating that energy in your body And you're creating what we call a circuit, the flow of energy. So when you're generating that feeling, and we'll use money, for example, because this conversation is about money. So when I'm thinking about, okay, I want to experience all of this wealth in my life, financial wealth. That's what I want to experience. I don't look for it outside of myself. I close my eyes and I feel what it feels like to be wealthy, to be experiencing the things I want to experience, going on the adventures I want to adventure on, the impact I'm creating in the world. And like we just did earlier, just talking about it alone, I can feel the energy generating in my heart. Now the heart has been measured, your energetic field from the heart can be measured nine meters outside the body, that's 27 feet. That is a big bubble of influence. And you're walking around, in the world, well, maybe not during COVID, but most of the time we're walking around with this nine meter bubble around us that contains the vibrational frequency of what we believe, AKA what we love. And so when we're walking around in the world in this nine meter bubble full of impact and wealth and love of money and love of humans and love of experience and adventure, 
the universe sees you like this giant lighthouse walking around and goes, oh, that person right there wants the things, give them the things. And the only reason why the person next to them doesn't have the things is because what's in their nine meter bubble is the lack of belief and the lack of love. That's it. And so creating the flow happens from the inside, spending more time falling in love with money, adventure, play, relationship, connection, whatever it is that you want in your life, the more time you spend dreaming about it, imagining it, the more you're going to see it reflect back to you in the outside world. And we see this with Olympic athletes all the time. They spend more time visualizing than they do in the physical activity. And the ones who win are the ones who are doing it consistently and regularly. Oh, you said something so important. And, and especially right now, because again, let's, let's talk about the elephant in the room. We have people walking around and instead of smiling at one another and being able to see those smiles, looking at each other, walking around with those 27 feet of like possibilities and love and and compassion and empathy, what's happening at the moment for some people, okay, for the majority, (laughs) we're masked up, Mm -hmm. breathing our own carbon monoxide, I don't know, whatever the term is. We're fearful, gotta sanitize because we might get sick. That person right there might get me sick. What was that? Was it a cough? Was that a sneeze? Mm-hmm. Uh, wherever you enter, when you enter places, you need to, you know, do the thing they, they used to, I don't, I tell them, I say, you know what, take my, te- if you're going to take my temperature, thank you very much, but you can do it on my wrist, mm-hmm. but they used to do it. Like, did you, have you seen that where they take your temperature oh. and they point it right at your right here? Oh, that's love. That's well, super first of all, First of all, that's a special place, right? Yeah. Third eye. Uh-huh. But the action of doing that so we're walking around with this neuroses and isn't it isn't it amazing at how many people are sick yeah well that is also another thing i teach (laughs) so when we receive information from the quantum field from outside of ourselves our brain does one of two things. It chooses an operating system. Just like our computer, we choose to use a certain operating system. The brain receives information, actually the heart receives information. That's where we receive all of our information from. The heart sends a message to the brain and the brain goes, okay, what do I do with this information? And it chooses one of two operating systems. What I call T-Rex brain or dolphin brain. It chooses fight flight response or it chooses rest repose response. Now whatever operating system it chooses, it then rushes hormones into the body at 286 miles per hour. So when it chooses a fight flight response based on programming and what we believe, then it pushes hormones into our body that are, there is a time and a place for those hormones. For example, when you're getting out of the way of a moving car, but those hormones are only meant to be experienced for 15 minutes or less. 
But when we watch the news or we focus on current events or we look at the political system, the religious systems, all the systems that we have been indoctrinated into, they are perpetuating fear. Now, I'm not going to get into conspiracy theories or anything like that, but they are perpetuating fear because it gives them the ability to control us. When our superpower as a human being is the ability to choose our thoughts and our emotions. So when we have that information come in from the outside world and the heart sends a message to the brain, we can choose the other operating system of rest repose. And when we're in that place, we feel love and peace and compassion. And it doesn't matter what we see on the news or what anything's going on outside of us because we know that we can choose the emotion from the space of the heart and express that out because everything comes from the inside out, not the outside in. Mm, yes, yes. And and again, right now is such a critical time to remind ourselves of that. And yeah, how much power, how much power that we actually do have. And and Ugh. I know uh well, it's like um it's like, you know, uh, BC uh, before COVID, uh, (laughs) (laughs) we're going to, our timeline has changed now. So (laughs) what I have experienced and, and so many people have told me as well is that when in their life they've been faced with something, uh, a potential health, uh, adverse health issue with their bodies, let's say, instead of tapping into that fear, oh my God, it's cancer. Oh my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> right. That immediate, <laughs> that's the ego jumping in just to, just to yes. make sure, right. You know, <laughs> but instead of doing that, noticing saying, I, I recognize you, I see you mm-hmm. and you're just not required at this moment. I don't, that, that lesson I don't need to learn, but I see you when I love you instead of hate, cut it out, you know, burn it out. Duh. But just, I see you and I recognize you, but I don't need that lesson right now. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That miraculous things happen. Oh, our bodies carry more technology than any computer out there, than anything that they've ever been able to develop because our bodies are their first feedback to what's happening outside of us and what we're experiencing. And so when we feel those hormones, first and foremost, our immediate reaction is, oh, I'm angry. I don't want to feel that. Shove it, dumb it, drug it, shove it under the carpet, Netflix it, alcohol it, feed it, whatever. I don't want to feel it, right? But if we give ourselves permission to feel it, to be okay with being angry, to be okay with being sad, it's only going to last 15 minutes. And one of the favorite things that I used to I say to myself when I'm feeling these intense emotions is I'm experiencing a moment of anger and I love and accept myself anyway. I, okay. Oh my gosh. You're my new BFF. Okay. <laughs> no. So Cindy, so seriously, like, like a couple of days ago, because I am not, I experienced myself being irritable, irritated. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. irritated at everything, everything the whole day. And I was telling my wife, I said, she's like, are you okay? You know, was, what's going on? <clears throat> and I just said, I'm, I'm fine. I said, I'm just, I'm irritated. I'm irritable. Mm-hmm. And I, it's so not me, but I allowed myself that I said, you know, you don't have to fix me. I don't need fixing. I just need to be, I just need to be irritable. 
<laughs> yeah, intense emotion, emotion, energy in motion. It's nothing but energy. That's all these emotions are. But we've taken these emotions on and taken them personally. Like all of a sudden I am anger or I am irritable. I am frustrated. When we say those words, I am, we're landing it into the body and it's staying there, which in results in dis-ease, overweight, underweight, cancer, all those things. When we hold on to it, it's the judgment of the emotion itself that's the problem. If we can accept that emotion and just love our, ourselves through it, 15 minutes or less, it will go away. It is scientifically proven. But we as a society have been trained. Oh, you're sad. You need to medicate. Oh, you're angry. That's inappropriate. Shh, don't say what you actually feel. Right? We're not supposed to feel that way. And it's bullshit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so other than it was so interesting because I felt so other than yeah. what I normally I mean 99.95 percent of my life has been so positive and so and if I see something I, I, I love you I forgive you it's okay it's all good but I found myself I went to the grocery store and I was irritated at children mm-hmm. were, you know I was like what are you and they would come up to me and, and I was like, don't touch my cart. You know, I, w- <laughs> I was just in a irritable, irritated state, yeah. but, but having the compassion to myself to say, mm-hmm. it's okay to be that way. Yeah. It's okay. And it'll go away. Yeah. If it doesn't, then we need, then we need to have a self-talk, but, right. but just allowing yourself to be that way yeah. and not have to change, not have to fix it. Um, I think it's really important that we have those moments. Sometimes you're going to, you know what, sometimes you're going to have a sad day. Absolutely. And that's, I think that level of compassion and self-acceptance is what creates the flow in the body, which creates wealth in relationship, in self-love, in money, all of those pieces. When we hold on to those emotions and we judge them, they block energetic, they put energetic blocks in the body. And so we block off the flow, the flow of life. The flow of life includes connection and love and money and everything. And so letting ourselves just feel it is really important. So that is the message of today. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Um, I would be remiss or amiss, whatever the word is, if, <laughs> um, if, if I ended the show and did not... I'll allow you if if you would like to give our listeners and our viewers on YouTube to give them maybe a couple little tips or tricks that mm-hmm. they can use to help activate that wealth mindset or because I know well if I'm we're going to throw out your website in a second so people can contact you because I know they're going to want to they're going to want to meet you they're going to want to talk to you but um, do you have anything any, that you'd like to share with the audience as far as things that they could do right now to help activate that wealth and abundance mindset? Yeah, absolutely. So let's bring this to the law of divine timing, because that is what runs the world. It runs the universe. 
So first and foremost, we need to have awareness. Awareness is the first stage and the last stage of the law of divine timing. We land into a place where something's new. We don't quite know what it is, but you're watching this podcast or listening to this podcast and you're like, oh man, there's something that's kind of stirring. I have this awareness that I could maybe create more flow in my life. And then the brain goes, how do I do that? That's not the next step. <laughs> so the <laughs> We all want a shortcut. There is no shortcut. Not even Buddha or Jesus Christ was able to take shortcuts, as far as I know. Anyways, <laughs> so from awareness, we then land into acceptance. Okay, I accept that maybe I've been creating my own reality and that my nine meter bubble has been full of beliefs that aren't that wonderful and great. And maybe I've been running fear more than rest repose more often than not. Okay. What am I going to do with that? Am I willing to forgive myself for doing that? And this is the part that we all want to skip over because nobody wants to feel their feelings. And the theme of the show is feel it, right? So the awareness and acceptance piece, we see people go back and forth here all the time. Awareness, acceptance, awareness, acceptance, because the third piece of the law of divine timing is self-responsibility, where you got to choose to have what you want. So oftentimes when we land into awareness and acceptance, there's a fog. We don't really know what it is that we want. So I want more flow of money into my life. Well, what does that actually look like? Get clear on what that is. Do some journaling, meditate, spend time in visualization, go out in nature, do what you got to do, but give yourself the time to actually sit with that and paint yourself a picture. And then once that picture is painted, choose it. It's not just about saying, okay, here you go, universe, and hoping and hoping above all hopes that somehow it's going to land in your lap like a silver platter. No, the universe will only bring you what you want when you say you freaking want it. So choose it and choose to allow yourself to have it. And once you've chosen, then you can take action. And the actions will come through inspiration, not through, I need to do this, this, and this. There is no perfect strategy. It's having that awareness, accepting, feeling it, and then choosing it. Again, an amen. <laughs> and, and another thing, too, is that we, we tend to, we tend to, we do, we block ourselves by saying, well, how? Mm -hmm. How, Cindy? How am I supposed to, how am I supposed to do this? How is that going to happen? How am I, how am I going to, and I always tell, I tell, uh, you know, my clients, I said, don't worry about the hows. Yeah. yeah. How is the biggest dream killer? And the reason I know that is because I used to be caught in the how that was my story. And now you'll hear me say this all the time on my Facebook lives, wherever I am, there is no mountain. The mountain is when the mind tries to make a stack of house and you build a mountain and then you're like, oh my God, it's hard. But as I said earlier in the show, complication is never the way of the universe. If it's hard, you've created a mountain, stop, take a step back, go back into acceptance. I love and accept myself anyway, and then choose again and choose again and always go back to the feeling state of why you're doing what you're doing. What does it feel like to be experiencing this thing? And when you get into that feeling state, 
That's where the inspiration comes from. So how, don't worry about it. It's not your job to know how, how is the biggest dream killer. And it is the biggest mountain that you don't ever want to climb. Trust me. And it relates to your health. How am, how am I going to get better? How am I going to lower my, you know, how, 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 how am I going to have my dreams come true? When you come from a place through heart centered, and this is for entrepreneurs, uh, parents, it doesn't matter if you're in a relationship, when you come from that heart centered space, not worrying about the how I, my, my wife lived in Australia before we, we met, I popped up on her Instagram as a, you know, places or people that you might be interested in. I just came up as a photo and 7,000 miles away, she it came up on her phone and she was like, oh, hello, click. Right? <laughs> I'm going to see. Yes. Now I had been, I had made my list to God, the universe mm-hmm. and said, I, this is what I want. And if not, I will stay with my little toy poodle. I will be happy with no one. Yeah. But I, this is what I, what I want. And man, the universe really does an amazing job when you get out of the way. When you get out of the way and you just choose what you want, right? And I love that because the how blocks you off from those possibilities because you're in the trenches and you can't see the big vision of it. And then the possibility comes along and you're so busy doing something else. You haven't checked Instagram to see what's going on over there or whatever. Right. Or you listen to people, your family and friends don't listen to your family and friends because you know, well, how's that going to work? How is it going to work? She lives in Australia. You're in California. How are you supposed to? And you know what? I just don't worry about the house. I am pulled to this person unlike anyone I ever have been. And I already, I knew that I was going to be married to her. I've never been married before. I was like, yeah, I knew. I said, I just know. And the universe is amazing when you have that heart centered, that, that pull of love. And we can do that though, with that love of our own health, with the love of having an amazing career with the, you know, that pull. So I am yeah, we, so happy to know you, Cindy. Oh, I'm happy to know you too. <laughs> so now you have, now you've got a new friend and yeah. you probably have a bunch of other, thousands of other friends now because uh, <laughs> they're hearing you on the podcast or they're watching you on the YouTube channel. So I'm let's, for each and every one. let's tell people how they can reach you. What's the best way to reach out to you, Cindy? Yeah, Instagram is probably the easiest at this point. I'm almost at my limit of Facebook friends. Um, you can find me on my Facebook Top page. I'm literally just Cindy Van Arnhem everywhere. Just Google me and you'll find me. Okay. And then also they can go to your website. I know that. Okay. I'll read that out. And we'll have links. By the way, we'll have links to everything in the show notes. You don't have to write this down, folks. Just click on the links. You can visit Cindy at cindyvanarnum.com that's cindyvanarnum.com we'll have the link in there and i just thank you so much for for being on the show today and for everything that you do because i know it comes from a, such a great space so you're welcome back to any time to come on out of the box with christine anytime oh, thank you so much it's been a pleasure and yeah please just remember that if you're asking how you're in the mind if you're looking for possibilities you're in the heart Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> that's beautiful. Thank you so very much, Cindy. And I thank want to you. thank you, wonderful listeners and viewers on YouTube, wonderful subscribers to Out of the Box. Thank you so very much for joining us. If you got something amazing out of this show, if you got the goosebumps, 
or if you think that this would really help someone that you love, please take a moment to share this with uh, your friends, your family, share it on social media, get the word out on this, because this is something a lot of people really need to hear. And if you stumbled across it, then that means you were supposed to, you were supposed to hear it, you were supposed to see it. So welcome to Out of the Box and welcome to Cindy Van Arnhem, the amazing world of Cindy. Thank you again, darling. And until next time, as I always say, remember to think outside that damn box. Bye for now.